listening to the Apollo Podcast Network. Uh, hey guys, it's Jake. Um, before we get this episode started, I just wanted to let you guys know that we did face some technical difficulties while recording. Um, some calls dropped and some of the audio gets a little iffy. Luckily, Royden was super cool and he recorded the whole episode for us, so no info was lost this time. Um, but just in case uh, the audio gets a little weird for you, I promise it's all good. Um, and we're going to still be funny and we're still going to talk about the movie and how aggressively okay it is. But without further ado, let's get into it. Okay, here we go. She hits the berg on the starboard side, right? She kind of bumps along, punching holes like Morse code, dip, 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 along the side below the water line. Then the forward compartments start to flood. Now, as the water level rises, it spills over the watertight bulkheads, which unfortunately don't go any higher than E-deck. So now as the bow goes down, the stern rises up, slow at first and faster and faster until finally she's got her whole ass is sticking up in the air. And that's a big ass. We're talking 20, 30,000 tons, okay? And the hull's not designed to deal with that pressure. So what happens? She splits right down to the keel and the stern falls back level. Then as the bow sinks, it pulls the stern vertical and then finally detaches. Now the stern section just kind of bobs there like a cork for a couple of minutes, floods and finally goes under about 2.20 a.m., two hours and 40 minutes after the collision. The bow section planes away, landing about a half a mile away, going 20, 30 knots when it hits the ocean floor. <laughs> Pretty cool, huh? Thank you for that fine forensic analysis, Mr. Bodine. Of course, the experience of it was somewhat different. Will you share it with us? Welcome to the One Take Podcast, episode 29 or 30. Who gives a shit? Uh, we, uh... Just for a little backstory here, um, we have had another epic saga, another, you know, tales will be written uh, about our epic battle with Dex and his laptop. Um, guys, we have another lost Honestly, tape. Let's, uh, let's start a, a GoFundMe for Dex for a new laptop, specifically for the podcast. Please sponsor the podcast and give us a laptop. Thank you. Could we... Could we do like a Patreon thing where it's like we release the lost episodes just so that Dex can get a new laptop? Yeah. <laughs> so backstory is uh, real quick. We were going to we did heavy, heavy, heavy episodes all in a row. And then we my girlfriend, love of my life, Caitlin Wally, um, re- said, hey, I left a review. So y'all need to do the Christmas prints to get. Christmas Prince 2 to get at me because I have just avoided watching that like the plague. And so we all watched it. We all had a really about we had like a three hour episode in the books. And then at the end, Dex goes, hey, guys, I only recorded nine minutes. It was a great nine minutes. <laughs> the best nine minutes we've ever done, if I do say so myself. But yeah, that was that was my bad. That's my bad. But we back. But we're back. And I've avoided, uh, not avoided, I've just kind of skirted by, uh, we are joined by a, a, the most special guest, 
Don't worry, we say we we don't say that about all our guests. <laughs> not at all. That's no. true. They didn't say it about me when I was a guest. I was look what happened. Uh, <laughs> and now we are joined by Kalina. Hey. 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 She has a movie poster. Well, it's it's. <laughs> <laughs> This is a limited edition collectible. This was given to us at the 3D screening. It has my ticket stub from 2012 staple to it. So I just <laughs> may not have had this prepared in the middle of a move just to show you guys for this episode. Oh, oh, oh thank you. Real quick, though, do you have, not to get into your personal life, but to get into your personal life, do, you know, people know or, or you know, romantic interests know that uh, you're obsessed with this movie yes especially if you've ever once been friends with me on facebook like 2011 yeah. it's only photos of my television of me being like 4 37 a.m back-to-back feature on the we channel titanic guess who's <laughs> watching both but every time i know it's about six hours of titanic <laughs> <laughs> with commercials it's eight. yeah it's eight hours I, uh. I, to keep a tally and in the year 2011 alone i watched the movie from beginning to end 126 times do you love yourself (laughs) (laughs) no i don't jesus Let's have Guantanamo level torture. Like, you know what would be great to extract confessions? Eight hours of Titanic. Let's go. (laughs) It's like when they play the techno. That's that's how you find oh. out. <laughs> that's when Netflix like tweets at you like they did with the lady that did the Christmas prints. Where they're just like, are you okay? <laughs> What's going on? All right, so really quickly. Synopsis. A 17-year-old aristocrat falls in love with a kind but poor artist aboard the luxurious, ill-fated RMS Titanic. It was directed and written by James Cameron. Um, stars... Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, Kate Winslet, Billy Zane, Kathy Bates, and uh, Francis Fisher. Bill Paxton also makes an appearance in this movie. Victor Garber uh, in this movie, and Jonathan Hyde as well. Um, This movie made a shit ton of money. Uh, It was, sorry, let's get the actual thing here. It made $2 billion on a $200 million budget. So this movie cost a lot to make, but on a $200 million budget, uh, oh, I should say this has a 7.8 on on IMDb, 89% on Rotten Tomatoes, 69% critic score. And most of these reviews are from like tw- the mid-2010s. Like, I guess they re- re-released it back in theaters. I don't know. And in 3D. Okay. So, um, Jake, go ahead. Oh, shit. I'm usually last. I was not prepared. <clears throat> I got to switch it uh, up sometimes, man. You really do. You threw me off my game. Um, man, I don't know. I'm aggressively indifferent to this film. I actually did see it in theaters. <laughs> it came out when I was seven. And I actually do have a story yeah. oh. about that. Yeah, I know. Uh, I do actually have a story about that. Somebody pulled the fire alarm right around the time that the ship split in half. And we all thought the sirens and everything were actually a part of the movie. And so everybody stayed while the fire, or why the theater might have been on fire. Oh, um, yeah. Past, past that, I, I didn't see this movie again until like college. 
and then again today or split between this weekend so this has not been a huge part of my life i i so I'm I'm aggressively <laughs> indifferent to this film. I will give it an A in, in terms of technical achievement. For the fact alone that James Cameron actually like dove and filmed the real Titanic like 12 times, um, that alone is pretty cool. Um, as for the story itself, I don't I don't give a shit about Jack or Rose. Like the debate of she should have saved him. Like I don't care. They both should have died. I don't care. They um, both should have died. Fuck them both. I <laughs> fuck them both. I really don't care. <laughs> They're both sh- terrible, <laughs> shitty people. It doesn't matter. I I'm t- I would rather have all two and a half hours, whatever the total runtime of this is, is be, I mean, like, even sitting here at 29, like, I'm full of anxiety watching that last back half of the film of it just slowly sinking. Like, my anxiety levels are just slowly rising. Like, I'd rather have that than the whole film than yeah. just be like, mm, they've only known each other for four days. They should totally be together forever. I don't care about that part. <laughs> Big same. Um, the I think I I'll save I'll save mine for last. Caitlin, go ahead. Okay. Um. So I had seen Titanic like before. Um. What and you have seen yeah, this movie? Yeah. Sh- <laughs> shocking. Good for you. Because Good for you. It's on TNT every night growing up. Every sure. day yeah. for like eight hour runs. For some reason, TNT is just the Titanic channel. Titanic Network Television. That is what TNT is. Boom. <laughs> that's actually pretty good. Yeah, that was that fast. Was that's I do improv comedy. I'm quick. Um, <laughs> mm. Yes, um, and? Yes, and shut the fuck up. Um, <laughs> no, but <laughs> um, let's fight. Let's fight, Jake. Um, but yeah, okay. So I... In rewatching this, literally yesterday, I made someone on a, a, a literal first date rewatch this movie with me, not realizing it's a three hour span. This person did not want to be there. But he actually provided some really good insights, I think, that I completely agree with. Which, first of all, I think Billy Zane is secretly the hero of the movie Titanic. And I think he, this was a slanted portrayal. I think it's an unfair characterization. He was trying to give Rose everything she wanted. And I don't know. Like, and she was just a dumb bitch. <laughs> Minus the fact that he slapped the shit out of her like twice and then put the table. But otherwise, <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. You know, that's okay. Then later. just randomly shoots a gun inside that's a building later. where people try to escape. But otherwise else. Okay. Otherwise else. That's later. First half of the movie, I'm team Billy Zane. Fine. Once he hits her, no. But first half of the movie, I'm like, he's, he gave her a fucking diamond. I'm like, do you know how many girls are on? seeking arrangement trying to get that same deal 17 year old rose is a dumb bitch also i fucking hate rose how is she 17 first of all that woman is 35 years old how old was kate winslet my favorite scene is my favorite scene is the sweaty car scene where kate winslet brings leonardo dicaprio to her breast and he looks 10 years old and she looks straight up 45 years old why are they so sweaty in that scene (laughs) why are they did they take a shower like no one's that sweaty after having sex and they filmed. She was only 21 and Leo was 22. She just looks super old and he looks super young. Almost sold it. Almost sold it. 
And I think, like, the the fact that he looks so young and the fact she looks old for her age just makes him look younger and her look older simultaneously. And you're just like, how are they? And also, Billy Zane looks like he's in he's about to approach 50. So you're like, where where are we in this spectrum? Like, With a wig that's convincing nobody. I don't believe anyone's age in this film. My other issue with it is that I actually want a full movie about the musicians. That's really, like, the only part of this movie that made me cry is the whole, like, it's been a pleasure, like, it's been a privilege playing with you guys tonight, gentlemen. That part, I was like, I want a full movie about that. That's what I want a movie about. I don't give a shit about Jack or Rose. Like, they can they can drown. It's fine. But, like, I, I want some musicians that literally sacrifice themselves for the good of everyone else. A minus film. Done. What? <laughs> you just shit <laughs> for like 30 minutes and now you're it's, just like A-. It's really it's really pretty and the kissing scenes are cute. Damn that Shyamalan. <laughs> right Jesus Christ. This movie is a piece of garbage. A minus. <laughs> it's really pretty and the the acting's good. I think Dex and I share sort of the same. I actually Dex and I share sort of similar opinions, but unlike everybody else in this, I, I shit on Caitlin for, oh, you've seen this movie before. Uh, Dex had never seen this movie before. Yep. I had probably on never seeing this movie before. Um, every time that it came up, I was like, I haven't seen it. I don't ever plan on watching it. But thanks, Kalina. I had to watch it now. Um, Kalina's face. Kalina's face. Kalina's face looks like my psychologist when I'm like, here's another toxic thing I did. Her face right now is just what my psychologist looks like all the time. Like, bitch, what? Friendship up until this point, that's all. (laughs) But yeah. um... (laughs) But yeah. I mean, so I get it. Like, I understand why people love this movie. Obviously, very technically brilliant. Um, James Cameron was in his bag as the director. As a writer, mm-hmm. though, my man was struggling. Um, he was it, in his he was in his bag. I mean, <laughs> he did real good. Let's <laughs> see that fuck is in his bag. <laughs> I don't understand playing. Kalina is like Kalina is Benjamin Button. <laughs> Karina, we will get you some black friends. Um, <laughs> of them. None of them has in his bag. I, I, I fully subscribe to the theory that Dex makes up some slang sometimes to fuck with us and see if we catch on. And then, like, when we question it, he's like, huh? I guess you're not cool enough, dumb bitch. Like, I feel like there's no way y'all have never heard in his bag. But anyway, moving on. James Cameron, he directed real I've good. I've heard in the pocket. I've heard it in the pocket. What? In the pocket. Yeah, well, in the pocket. That's because y'all are drunk. <laughs> 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 yeah, right. Can I shit on this movie, please? That's my yeah, favorite. No. <laughs> Basically, the script is really dumb, and the way that he framed the story makes it even dumber. And I hate Rose. Mm-hmm. And then, like, her telling the story as an old woman, like, just makes everything that she says sound like bullshit. So I'm watching it the entire time. Like, you're making all this shit up. You're an unreliable narrator. Nothing matters. And I don't want to hear from you. This meeting could have been an email. I want my three hours back. <laughs> this could have been an email. <laughs> Honestly, fun. actually, can I can I posit a theory since we're all just wasting time here? Does Jack actually exist? No. 
She made the, all that shit up. I don't think Jack exists either because we get the throwaway line at the end where they're like, we never found Jack Dawson on record ever. I don't know. It's a fun theory to go like, maybe he it doesn't exist. And he won his ticket on Titanic playing fucking poker at the beginning of the movie. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Says she. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How does she know? Yeah, actually, actually, Sven got, yeah. How does she know who Sven is? Oh, okay. First of all, their names are Sven and Olaf. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> not, not, not to sweep under the rug the one Italian character is Fabrizio <laughs> Spin and Olaf literally frozen but um, okay so real quick I'll, I'll just yeah, I, I kind of agree with that I'm in, somewhere in between Jax and Jake I, this, it, it, it's a technical masterpiece this movie is incredible to look at still they uh, drowned so many people still to this day and still all the practical effects that they use and uh, mixing in all the CGI that James Cameron's been known to do. But I will say this, this was just another movie for James Cameron to get off his deep sea fetish. And <laughs> and I don't, like, he just seems like, can I make a movie about diving? No, you gotta do something around it. What about the Titanic? Okay, cool. What about the sinking of the Titanic? Cool. What about, okay. And then some Hollywood executive was like, you gotta throw a shitty love story in there. And, <laughs> The movie about the sinking of the Titanic is so much more interesting. Yeah. That part of this movie, the back hour and a half of this movie is incredible. The back hour and a half of this movie is some of the best filmmaking, except for when literally uh, Leonardo DiCaprio doesn't say anything but Rose for uh, that was all of his lines. Wait, my favorite. They go, Jack, Rose, Jack. Rose. Wait, except for. Hey, wait. Rose! Can I say my. Come on, Rose! Say... Rose! Sorry. Can I, can, I say my... <laughs> can I say my favorite line, though, in this whole movie? The most yeah. relatable line that's ever been written, ever, which is just fundamentally when Rose jumps out of the um, little uh, lifeboat and she comes back and, like, they meet on the stairs and Leo and. Rose and Jax start making out or whatever, and in between kisses, Jack keeps being like, "You're so fucking dumb. You're a dumb bitch. <laughs> You're so stupid." That was the dumbest shit ever. And I was like, "Why is that so relatable? Why is that me all the, the time?" Boat <laughs> just, You're is a dumb bitch. Sinking. The boat is sinking. <laughs> You're literally stupid. That is when but, you get to be called stupid. But his the kissing, it's amateur. She, he goes, peck, peck, you're so fucking dumb. Peck, peck, you're so stupid. And I'm like, I, iconic, honestly. Kalina's so mad right now. She's so mad. Yeah, we got to let her defend herself. We went too hard. You jump, I jump, remember? Not yeah. without you. It's her accent, too. I'm not leaping without you. Winslet does have a notoriously god-awful American accent, but everything else about her, especially her boobs, are perfect. Dude, so we were... So, again, I was watching this on a first date, and dude was literally like, yeah, fucking killer boobs. And then he had a... <laughs> did, he, did some other person show up and high-five him and it immediately leave? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Why? Killer boobs, <laughs> and then we got back. Wait, you were saying about areolas? Killer Sorry, boobs. yeah. Sorry, we interrupted. Areolas freak me out. Like, <laughs> it's like one of my things in life. Like, I don't. Like, 
look, I, I don't really have boobs and I'm thankful because I have regular sized areolas. If I didn't, I don't know what I would do with myself. And if you watch her movie, The Reader, which was in 2008, which she won an Oscar for, it's like, she's naked in a lot of her movies, but they are like out. Her, her areolas are in the area. That was reason why James Cameron cast her. She was like, look. But the um Take it top I, off. <laughs> there that scene, we'll skip way ahead. Um I mean there's really nothing to talk about in the no, first half I of got, this film. I got there, look, okay, so this that's my review pretty much is I give it <laughs> a, a B plus. It looks great. The, the back half of this movie is the most anxiety-ridden, just incredible piece of filmmaking for a long time. And I can understand mm-hmm. why it was a hit. The front half of this movie is the slowest burn. It I, is a slow burn. It is so slow, man. It's so slow. And it, what, is carried it, what carried it is everybody going... Oh my God! Do you realize how hot Leonardo DiCaprio is? And that was the first half of this movie, um, which I will agree with Caitlin. Billy Zane's hot as shit too, so I don't know what that says so about me. He's so fucking hot. So. I just—it's the same with A Christmas Prince. I also really only liked Simon. It's something about dark-haired, long-haired men where I'm like, hell yeah, it <laughs> ruined my life. But um, <laughs> so. Uh, okay, Notoriously well, bald, bald Billy Zane. <laughs> he has He's doing hair. it for you with his long flowing hair. <laughs> he has long hair in that movie. Did I hallucinate that? No, he does. It's just a wig. Okay, so uh, I just wanted to po- uh, point this out uh, real real quick. Is it Bill Paxton? Or Bill yeah. Pullman? Yeah. Bill Pullman? That was a, Okay. Bill Paxton. Uh, I just said Bill Paxton earring. <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah, yeah. That was a very that was a very '90s earring, very '90s Michael Jordan esque earring. Uh, big R.I.P. By the way, you're right, Kalina. Um, so, it, it is fat. It, it's it's fascinating history. This movie is fascinating history. So to throw a weird love story into it, that I mean, obviously everybody loves, is kind of just a, it's a weird move. But I guess you got to have people to focus on go ahead Kalina so if y'all had done your research the story of Jack and Rose is based on tellings of a couple that was actually on the ship they weren't literally named Jack and Rose the events didn't happen directly but there were multiple passengers who made reports about this couple and so that's why James Cameron decided to kind of add that element because Filmmaking 101 is that you need heroes to root for. You need likable characters. No one is going to pay to go see a movie where they already know the ending if there's nothing else to root for in between. So it's, I I hear you, but you're wrong. Let me just say, first of all, why would you assume that we ever do research for this podcast? That's not how we get down. Second, do you root for Rose? And if so, why? She sucks. Her one. <laughs> you answered the Kalina, question with the answer. Kalina, Kalina, Kalina. One of her intro lines is basically, "I'm a rich girl, and I'm going to be a rich girl in America. This is like slavery." <laughs> 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 yeah. It's, yep. 
forced by her mother. I yeah. To, oh, what? No. I couldn't give a shit. I could not give a shit about her background. Or now all of a sudden that she may possibly eventually be poor. Like I could not give a shit. It's a concern for white women at the time. That's all they had to worry about. She, she was, was like, like, she was like, maybe if we sell off all of our stuff, then maybe I will have to potentially be a seamstress. Like, <laughs> all right. That she was, um, I think she represented what was supposed to be like a version of a rebellious woman for her time. She right. was not happy with the more or less arranged marriage. She liked the privileges of being a rich person, but also didn't really care for the dresses and the jewelry. And she felt like she was constantly scrutinized by her mother and lived under her thumb and was never good enough. But due to her place in society, she felt like she was trapped there and meeting Jack and knowing that he was just a feather in the wind and was kind of a free spirit opened up that side of her that she felt like she didn't have access to and treated like was made to feel completely different by Jack than she was by Cal. So I, I, I get, I get what you guys are saying. It's like, I'm not, I'm not defending the character of Rose because she's written in a very specific James Cameron type ways. And even more specifically how he writes female characters, which is quite problematic most of the time. Um, I guess her character inherently is not someone who needs to be defended, but at the same time, I don't know. I feel like, I feel like I understand her distress. I texted uh, this yesterday, and you'll know more about this, but uh, the class system in this movie, and that's what the whole thing is about, is like, look at all the, look at all the pores, and look at how much fun they're having. They're down here doing more folk things. And, um, and the, the class system in this movie is touched on ever so briefly. You like, look at all the lower class people and how they're having fun drinking beer and smoking. Uh, but it was dancing. something. They're doing little yeah. dances. Yeah, look at them. They're so cute. But it was just like my favorite. Wait, shout dance- out to Celtic Storm. <laughs> the dancing is my favorite part because it's like it's so clear. Rose and Jack are not actually doing the dancing because it's like feet and then faces bobbing yeah. up and down and then feet and then faces bobbing up and down. <laughs> it, it was something like we went to the Mainborn Museum here had an exhibit for the Titanic and it's a traveling exhibit, so they just go to any sort of uh, museum of natural history. But it was just. Um, Something like what struck what struck me was how crazy the class system was because it was like if you were in third or fourth class, there was like an eighty percent higher chance that you died, or something like that. And so, uh, also the food differences were terrible. It was like they eat they ate I think it was like they ate gruel and a roll, while like everybody else had like caviar and shit like that in the. Uh, That's, not in That's not true. Um, you can access the actual menus online. The even like the. The steerage, like they didn't eat well by any means, but it was stuff like rice and there was an actual protein and they had multiple courses. They were offered dessert options too. It just wasn't as fancy as like the first class class. It goes down significantly from like class to class though. And I don't know if they showered very often. No, they did not. So so there was a very high chance that Jack smelled like shit. (laughs) Yes. And cigarettes. Yeah. <laughs> Cigarettes. Um, my one of my favorite lines in this movie. We're just kind of skipping a hit ha- ahead here, but um, I've noticed that. Yeah, well, we skip all over the place, but they they find out um, they find out Rose is still alive. Um, she goes, 
Yeah. She goes, the naked woman in the picture is me. <laughs> Wait, my favorite thing is the girl. Wasn't I a dish? The girl who literally just, go, her daughter, I guess, is literally like, Grandma, are you sure? And I was like, what a judgmental bitch. What a fucking literal asshole. Like, literally your friend, when you put on a dress, your friend doesn't like. It's like, are you sure you can pull that off? It's like, what a catty bitch. Grandma, are you sure that's you? Did you say that to your friends? No, catty <laughs> women say it to me. Oh. Um. I, I believe currently is married to her. Really? really? Uh-huh. To the granddaughter? That's why she's in the movie. Interesting. Oh, good for her. Probably. I thought I thought her and the like expedition guy were gonna fuck the entire time. What though? Didn't they? Upon that real fun. That I really thought was gonna happen. The steamy sex scene. They could only have. But- <laughs> so <laughs> also to maintain the PG thirteen. Also, the hand is almost certainly a murder. Yeah. The hand that comes up on the back car. That's we'll not sex it. hand. That's we'll not sex it. hand. The direction that the hand goes in the scene is opposite of the way it's seen when the cops shine the light on it. Whoa. Whoa. Um, it does look like a horror Number two. You're that welcome. Is, that is, in fact, James Cameron's wife. Susie Amos? 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 Holly Hunter knockoff? <laughs> yeah, kind of. Yeah, kind of. Speaking um, of traveling with the granddaughter, why does she travel with goldfish? Is that explored? Did that is a good question. That? No. Ocean. That's she needs to remain as close to fish as possible. Remember when I <laughs> And the dog. What happened to the dog? Fish. Yeah, no, when she, when she almost drowned, she swallowed some fish, and now she only feels at home <laughs> when there are fish near her. The... She travels with photos of her family, a dog, and fish. That's all weird. <laughs> Fishies. You, there's no way they're like we gotta we gotta find out where this diamond is. I have zero. Even with all of that, they would have been like, "Yeah, you're not bringing goldfish on this fucking ship." <laughs> yeah. um, so, she did that for the first time. Where they like, yeah, torture or whatever. Everyone's like, they're a fight about it. Like, I don't know what the rules about like motion to support animals were that like back then. <laughs> not, probably not seven. great. These um, are my emotional support goldfish. They wear little vests. Because um, <laughs> fish need to float. <laughs> my, uh, my favorite thing in this movie, besides like the dude hitting the propeller and flipping about 50 times uh, <laughs> la- later on in the movie, um, they go the the dude the dude with the neck beard is like in the Watchmen T-shirt because why not? Um, he smells like every single guy you've ever met at GameStop, and the uh, <laughs> and he he goes, you want to go back to the Titanic? Here's how it sank. Let's relive this terrible day. <laughs> the worst day what of your the, life. Let's break it down. What was the point? I mean, I realized that was just exposition for the audience. But like, hey, by the way, you're all idiots and you don't know how this happened. So before we show you, let's show you. But why would you sit down this old woman that you only brought on to see if she had the fucking diamond? And be like, hey, by the way, here is a model representation. It makes no sense. Well, I think it's to, I, I think in terms of like actually in the film, I think it's to give her context of like where were you perspective, like what they think happened. Because if, if you just imagine if you're in the middle of it, you're just seeing the ship break in half. You're seeing half of it go under. You don't necessarily understand what's happening. Like, yes, they get told that, you know, the iceberg hit four of the quarters are being filled with water. The ship can't sustain it. It only has five, blah, blah, blah. 
they go into it, but I think it would be different, especially at that point, you know, 70, 60 something years later to be like, okay, but now that all this time has passed, here's what happened. I think it's just kind of to be like, here's some closure. You know what I mean? Not that I'm necessarily crediting James Cameron with thinking that far into storytelling, but that's how I've always interpreted it. Show me uh, on the diagram good. where you were when you lost the diamond. <laughs> Please, God. Um, there's a 0% chance um, that she didn't sell that shit afterward there's a zero percent chance that when she got back to america she was like uh highest bidder please um but i actually, I, I have an argument on that one go ahead so how so cal put the insurance claim on it had she sold it anybody that would have bought it basically just bought stolen property she couldn't have gotten rid of it if she wanted to oh uh, but then he okay. killed himself later yeah that's true yeah, but still, you should have to go through a whole thing. And be like, I'm living under an assumed identity. I've had this the whole time. Okay, I get that too. But my thing is like, you could have just given it to Bill Paxton. Like, like just hand it to him. He's right here. Yeah, that 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 that's dumb. Wait, There's sorry, Kalina. There's an alternate ending that was filmed that was proposed to be put in the movie where she does give the diamond to him, and then. He's just so, like, overtaken by their love story that he no longer wants it for monetary value. And they, like, ah. Ah. The fuck out of here. Fuck that. That's even worse. <laughs> Bill Paxton's character in this movie has never experienced love. He doesn't care about it. <laughs> he would have taken that diamond. <laughs> I hate that. that. That's even worse, man. It's even worse than the old lady telling them all the weird sex things that she did and then throwing the diamond in the water. That's even worse. That's even worse. She fucked in the back of a car. It's not that big of a deal. Yeah, but she's 101. I don't want to hear it. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> we'll get to one of the lines that she said that, was, that made me laugh out loud. But there, there's a couple things in here real quick. They go... Uh, Picasso won't amount to anything, and who is Freud? Is he a passenger on the ship? Is everyone in this a fucking idiot? <laughs> I mean, yeah. Yeah. He doesn't have to know these things. That was James Cameron. Victor Garber being, like, is the smartest person in this movie. Oh my god, his death is super sad. Yeah. yeah. It is. He, he, does, mixed, he does really well. Mixed with right. the Macy's couple. Those are the only two, and they're like, oh shit. Oh. I guess the mom reading the kids. That's what they want to. An actual thing that happened. Mm-hmm. The, cu- the cuddling couple, the ones that, that yeah, that was real. Uh huh. Yeah, there really was. Yeah, yeah it's based on the Macy's I've people. I've been to four Titanic museums and like traveling exhibits, and they're always brought up on there. Um, yeah, it was this couple that like they just kind of understood what was going on, and they were too elderly to even try to make their way to a ship, let alone try to survive outside. And so they're like, if we're gonna die, we're gonna die together, and literally were found. Or, well, like not found, but based on what they found in the remains, it's strongly believed that they literally died in bed holding on to each other. Oh, that's, But that's also actually kind of such an, a weirdly kind thing to do, too, because there were not enough life... Well, there were actually enough lifeboats, right? Wasn't that, like, one of the big misconceptions? separated because women and children were going down. No, yeah, I understand, but I thought one of the big misconceptions on the Titanic was that there weren't enough lifeboats, and there actually were... Correct. So based on the amount of lifeboats that they had, 
what the capacity was for those boats and then the amount of passengers, there realistically was not enough to cover everyone. The thing that you're referring to is that they were only filling the lifeboats at anywhere from 25 to 50%. Capacity. Okay. So like Got it. all the people could have been saved and they just, they weren't doing it. But, but, and like then... 19... <laughs> oh no. <laughs> but um, yeah, no. So I think in a weird way, that's also a very kind thing to do where they're like, let save room for people that can actually be saved versus like where it's like we know we can't anyway like there's no point so they didn't think about that they just didn't take their arthritis medication that morning they're like nah fuck it i'm good man i'm tired bro i can't even i can't i can't even open the door (laughs) the um okay so how do we feel about cruises bad i'm super good on that (laughs) high key stink right (laughs) yeah between corona and watching this movie i'm like nah, i'm good (laughs) between them getting stuck out at sea for like weeks and everybody's just like well (laughs) (laughs) can't do nothing about it um yeah no i'm good on going on that Eh, eh. um there i don't know if now on cruises the ones that i've been on i don't think they let they don't let you to the front of the boat anymore so people did the king of the world thing yeah there's no like so there's no chance that they just like hey stop 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 stop. um my one of the another funny lines that leo gets to say in this movie is um when she's about to jump and he goes don't jump and then he goes you won't do it (laughs) (laughs) fucking damn yeah buddy You know, just one look at you, I don't think you're capable. Like, what? What are you doing? (laughs) I love that. I have that whole scene memorized. Water that cold? Like, right down there? Feels like a thousand knives stabbing all over your body. She's like, what? Water? (laughs) It's great. I agree that scene is garbage. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Fun fact that I got, I told Caitlin, in that scene, so the only lighting in that scene is the moonlight and then the light that's at the front of the ship. And when they had Kate step up when she's supposed to first look over the edge, James Cameron cut like stopped the scene and was like, "We need to shave Kate's arms." And she's like, "What are you talking about? <laughs> I don't like how the light is reflecting off your arm hair. Rose needs to look like this really demure, classy, like kind of porcelain picturesque woman." And so they dead ass went and got like a razor and just dry shaved her arms. Oh. <laughs> more beautiful because james cameron is a good person in his bag oh jesus christ thinks about everything okay so he's like give him twenty dollars you know how much twenty dollars is now from then literally like five hundred dollars <laughs> it's a lot of money i would have um, taken it he might have a cigarette like a fucking champ he's like thanks but do you have a smoke he, he gets, gets two get one behind the ear and then one that's like the gift that everybody plays of young Leo is when he's twirling it in his mouth. And I, that was the moment I was like, yeah, he's sexy. He's hot as shit. <laughs> he is. Leo is hot as fuck in this movie. Um, that scene is where I decided I like could not fuck with Rose like for the rest of the movie. Because I will real say- early on. Like, okay, so you decide you're going to commit suicide, right? Leo comes and rescues you. And then you slip. This is your own doing. You slipped on your own clothes, okay? And you, like, are yelling at Leo to, like, save you. Like, I get it. You're in, like, legitimate peril. There's distress. But it's like, bitch, shut up. He's trying to save you. Like, stop yelling, save me. Help me. Like, he's trying to help you. He's literally holding you. And then 
My man gets arrested. They literally are putting the cuffs on him. You've been sitting here this entire time and didn't say shit until they put the cuffs on him. Now you want to speak up? Like, what What were you doing? Where Where were you? What? Why? Why are you like this, Rose? I was looking out over the edge, and I slipped. <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't have said that shit 20 minutes ago when they started roughing me up? Like, you ain't, you ain't seen me <laughs> over here with the cuffs? You know what I'm <laughs> Silly. Well, I mean, like it's it's a fact uh, that Rose is a pussy. Like I think that's established. Like girl's a little bitch. It's okay. Like that's. I don't think anyone, even a big fan of this movie, can say that Rose is not a little bitch. <laughs> no, she's a little bitch. The the. <laughs> The just misogyny in this movie is nuts because then they're like yeah. women in ships, ha! <laughs> like you're just like what? <laughs> what stereotype is that? No misogyny, you know. Jesus, they're just like women in ships. They don't mix well. Like what are you talking about? I've never heard. <laughs> um, That's a phrase. That's a saying. Right. Um, just wrote down Leo and Billy Zane are both hot as fuck, but for very different reasons. Um, mm-hmm. I think Billy Zane's I, I, I so. Love- I love the exposition where they're just like, by the way, there's literally half the light boats. That won't come back up ever, right? <laughs> Dude, the foreshadowing they do in this movie, I'm just like, just dude, shut the fuck up. Like, you don't really need foreshadowing for an event as massive as Titanic. <laughs> like, like, we all already, as an audience, we all already know. When the guy in charge is like, we're going to retire with a bang. I was like, okay, dude, we get it. The ship is sinking. We understand. Shut the fuck up. Um, so, okay, the, the, the you're flying scene, the most iconic scene from this movie. Fly! I'm, I'm, I'm flying, Jack. Um, it is kind of corny now, but I, yeah, no, I gotta <laughs> say it, it's kind of corny now, but, but I'd say, but I did say it's corny, but I'd fuck Jack after that. I mean, yeah, that's, yeah. It's like when Ryan Gosling does a move in Crazy Stupid Love. It's like, yeah, I get it. Kalina, you disagree? I'm so upset. Okay, one, <laughs> you could fuck him at literally any point before then. You don't have... He didn't even do anything. He just stood there and was like, you yeah, know, hold your arms out. No, wrong, wrong. That scene is amazing. <laughs> the behind the scenes of them standing on this, like... They didn't even get, like, a full deck to stand on. Like, they just built literally, like, a triangle that they could barely both fit on, raise it up in the air in front of a green screen, and that's what they shot on. So that, I don't know, if you watch the making of it, I think it kind of makes it more romantic because they were not working with a lot. They do have decent chemistry in this movie, I will say that. Um, it, it It is kind of a... I think they really they have really good chemistry consistently. No, they're disgusted by Royden. They they do keep being put in movies together that are romantic because they do have fundamentally good chemistry. Like I don't even like Revolution. I thought they have done more besides Revolutionary Road and Titanic. No, the Revolutionary Road was the big time follow up, and then it was like the most depressing movie of all time. And was directed by her then husband Sam Mendes, so he had to direct them fucking on the counter in that. Huh? And her kids were on the mm-hmm. Fun. Yikes. Um, their chemistry was so great because the first scene they filmed together was the nude scene. Yep, day one. Was that really day, day one? one? I guess knock out, day knock one. out, knock out the hard part, right? And the last <laughs> day was literally. 
And the last day was drowning the captain. Oh, well. You see... You're down with the ship. Um, Speaking so, of drowning, one second. Why Why was my man trying to drown Rose at the end in the water? What was that? It was... It was freaking out, man. Like, he was going to die. He needed something to hold on to. Yeah. This random woman. Like, I'm just going to dump her head over and over. At that point, you're in panic mode. Like, if you think you're going to die, you need to grab something that's going to help you float. It could be another person. He wasn't thinking. He just needed to survive, which he didn't. Um, So, the... Okay, so we got to talk about it. The only one... Only one... Only one boob. The only one boob what? is very interesting that they were able to get away. I didn't know that that was a thing for PG-13. So I know that James went back and forth with the um, like MPAA on it. And you, you get like, like the, the full, I don't remember what exactly was shown in theaters. I think it was still condensed. But like the at-home version, you see a lot more of her because she like takes off her robe in front of him. And you see the drop down of the robe. You see her like face to waste um so i i don't know i think he kind of had to alter what he was able to show and then in the 3d version he was able to show a little bit more but yeah the pg-13 kind of gave him some wiggle room that is um i just had a note in another podcast that we for a long time ago is that no it was the avatar podcast where i said as a kid you just knew which box which of the vhs that one was on <laughs> did avatar come into vhs no dude he's saying you knew where the boobs were when you watched oh, that Titanic you, on VHS. you knew it was it was on the second vhs you knew um i just <laughs> i don't know why Titties. i wrote this down i said uh leo is probably on brick and uh only only dex will know what i'm talking about <laughs> Am I the Stop only one up talking about? What? Yeah, it's a Twitter thing. Yeah. As in, like, brick and basketball? Like, you missed it? Leah, Leo's hitting the fucking... This is amazing. I am stunned. Leo Stop went for a free throw that. and I missed just... it? Yeah, he missed his free throw. <laughs> I just assumed that was, like, ubiquitous at this point. Nope. Knew that nobody was going to get that besides text. Um, how shocked were people in the movie to see a titty in PG-13? Not at all. There's 97. Any of 70s cinema? <laughs> One titty is not a big deal. <laughs> Fair enough. I I gotta say, I gotta say, I probably, I gotta think that people were shocked. I really Kate. don't think nudity was not like a new thing in 1997. I marveled at how proud of her boobs Rose was because she would just constantly like hey Jack look at my boobs touch my boobs put your hands on me please but that's what whoever made the statement I don't remember in the group chat but literally said that the reason why that like Leo is kind of like sorry that Billy Zane is not a good like boyfriend figure is because he's not worshipping Kate Winslet's boobs to the degree that they need to be worshipped and as a woman, I understand. Like, that was definitely me in the group chat. <laughs> I was very, I very much agreed with you. I was like, that is true. Because she <laughs> was just like, dude, just touch my boobs right now. Just, just fucking do it. Do it. No, she literally goes, eh, and like plants his hand, which 
By the way, the only thing that like seemed 17 about Kate Winslet in this entire movie was that maneuver. Cause fucking same when I was 17. <laughs> like, I was like, just touch my boob. Like, please, dear God. If we had to make out in the backseat of this car yet again and you don't touch a titty, I will kill myself. <laughs> Touch a titty, damn it. Why are you always trying to touch my butt? <laughs> In the back of this 2013 Honda Civic, I swear to God. A 2014 Toyota Corolla. Oh, my God. But... Yeah, you just got dunked on. In every si you just got dunked on. Yeah. In every single park in America. Okay. <laughs> Um, the unintentional happening? comedy of her describing that and then she goes that was the most sensual moment of my life <laughs> everybody's like okay. and I like how everybody in the room is immediately like well did you do it or not we need to know screw the diamond tell me about this tell me about the sex Dan. that was that was the most sensual moment of my life looks at daughter tell me about the 1912 I fucking sex. hate your father yeah. your father is a piece of shit God. He your never made me come. Once, your grandfather never <laughs> once fucked me like me. <laughs> your your uh, father. Here. <laughs> I never came once with your father, and I need you to know that oh, right now. <laughs> like, look me in the eye. Your dad while never gave me an orgasm. <laughs> Came exactly once with Jack. <laughs> One time, we hit it the. It was nineteen twelve. We, we hit what like. you kids, we hit what you gambling kids might call the jackpot. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, while we're here and talking about him, the Titanic can we talk the about thing going down that night? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, good for you, Jack. Good for you. Um. <laughs> And much like At the that, very much end, like that iceberg. Never mind. Oh, uh, let's not kid Let, ourselves. Let's not. No, shut up. Let's not kid ourselves. Leo was seventeen. There's no way he was going down on anyone. Uh, well, yeah. I was gonna say much like it that was iceberg, 1912. <laughs> most of Leo's below the surface. Um, oh, let's take talk, Janet. Um, Go ahead. <laughs> so, uh, jumping to the very end, but since we're talking about her husband. Do you think her husband's ghost was watching her and Jack reunite? It was like, oh, fucking okay. This is cool. <laughs> You're just going to spend the afterlife with him now, I guess. Yeah, you you were with me, him I for guess. four days. We had 90 years together, but this is fine. <laughs> 90 years? <laughs> no, no. You lied to me our entire Fuck life. me. You spent, wow. you spent four um, days with the <laughs> I thought we had a perfectly healthy sex life, but yeah, uh, yeah fuck me, I guess. You're going to embarrass we me in front of all these children, people? We have children. I'm literally... No, you're just going to spend your ghost life on the Titanic. All right, you're fine. besmirching my name in front of random strangers and our daughter. I need... Yeah. Granddaughter, whatever. Fuck her. Fuck them all. <laughs> That, That's is, it. that, is, a, that is a very good point. Dead. Dude's just like, okay, what the fuck? Uh, I was the one that actually went horseback riding with you and actually taught you to do, go, actually to, went in the plane to with drive you. a plane. Yeah, I, I'm the one that was there. Not a dead bitch <laughs> at the bottom of the Atlantic Ocean. I'm a dead <laughs> bitch, a frozen bitch, a frigid bitch. Couldn't even survive a little cold water. Goddamn. Yeah, yeah. what a fucking pussy. <laughs> Um, um, Rose was pregnant with Jack's baby and that it's actually Jack's granddaughter and she doesn't even know it. 
Oh. That would make a lot of sense. That would, that that would have been a better be. movie. I wish that was more clear. <laughs> you wish what? I wish that was more clear. Because then it's also like, I wish that was like not just like a theory. I wish that was like subtext, like true subtext. Because I'm like, I feel like that would also bring more meaning to things like the like, I'll never let go line, which I know what it's doing, but it sounds so stupid. It really fucking does, especially with the timing where it's literally like, I'll never let go. Fuck your hand. Bye, bitch. Like I'm going to get on a lifeboat. Yeah. That's my favorite part. He, she, she strips the fucking, she literally takes, she takes off the ball and chain, literally. <laughs> And it's like, get the fuck off me. I'll never let go. Bye, bitch. Psych. Fooled you. Like, I don't... I wish, like, there was subtext of, like, actually never letting go. Like, I know, like, in her memory. But, like, I wish there was more of a physical manifestation. I don't know. Okay, real quick. We gotta keep uh, keep it moving. The, um, the no binoculars thing. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> I know that's probably actually true. But it's just sitting there going, like, ah, fuck it. Uh, we won't need them. Oh, shit. We need them. Um, when shit hits I, the fan, I, this movie starts to be very, very good. Um, mm-hmm. They were they literally crashed because though they were watching Leo and Kate uh, make out on the deck. They're like, "Ha, good for you guys!" <laughs> oh yeah. shit! They they missed the iceberg, or I mean, obviously they hit it, but they could have missed it had they called in. I don't know, like two more minutes earlier. But now they're like, mm, "These people are making out on the deck." We should enjoy that because they're warmer than we are. Oh shit, iceberg! Um, I appreciate that subtext that it's Kate <laughs> and Leo's or fault. That's actually very funny. The uh, we're gonna arrest you, but the ship is sinking. <laughs> I I hate that part of this movie. It's <laughs> just like take him below deck, but also we just hit an iceberg. What? There are more important things right now, man. <laughs> I do love when she like goes through all that trouble to get the axe. And, you know, he's like, do a couple practice swings. And he's terrible at it. And then she closes her eyes and she's like, "Eh! (laughs) did I do it? Is your hand still there? I agree that part is garbage. But then he's like, oh, 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 you did it. Oh, okay, the ship's still sinking. (laughs) Also, before that, when she's, like, running through the ship asking people for help, it's like, are you going to tell them help for what? Like, no, no, no. We have to go back to the, she gets there. She sees Jack and Jack's like, you have to look for the key. She opens up the cabinet and then just starts palming keys. And she's like, <laughs> which one is it? She's not grabbing anything. She's just hitting a wall. And she's like, it's one of these keys, right? I can't find them. Brass one. The brass one. They were all brass. Uh, Dude, she's so bad at keys. Rose. This whole film. I don't know why Leo assumes because she's rich she understands keys because every time they need keys in this movie he's immediately like you gotta find the keys rose what is it it's like a blues clues episode <laughs> just pop. and then he immediately gets back up and he asks her which key is it rose like she would fucking know uh i put tommy is awesome uh it was real stupid that he had to die um her getting back on the ship was the dumbest part of this movie that was so fucking stupid. Irish jig scene. I think it's so fun. Okay. Oh yeah, we did. We did. We did blow past that really quickly. I, honestly, I love that entire like montage of them going down the elevator and like the chase and going into the boiler room and I, I that whole scene is just. That's exactly great. Before the flip, because 
roughly at like the halfway point is when the ship hits the iceberg and so this is like the 15 minutes preceding that and it's the last time you see them happy together so despite anyone's feelings toward them i think it is kind of like a poignant thing that happens the lighting in that scene when they're running through the boiler room and everything and it's kind of slow motion and him focusing on her dress and it, the way that it moves and everything is really brilliant filmmaking and it looks really really good so i will agree with that uh we're not going to completely shit on this movie but um I, uh, um speaking of that i just i want to point out that like every cabin and every compartment in this film is very cramped like this is a very claustrophobic film when we get that whole intro sequence of them launching and you get to watch them like go through the engine room that thing is like a freaking metropolis like it looks 12 times bigger than the ship when they're going through the engines and all the boilers like it's a really weird scene to go with this weird spacious room of machinery back to cramped quarters the uh let's see here real quick the okay <laughs> it is kind of interesting that they escape multiple times there is like mm-hmm. when they're about to get on the boat. She gets back on the boat. They they cut his or no, they cut his chains loose. She gets on the boat, gets back on the ship. They have a chase scene again with <laughs> Billy Zane shoot it. In case this movie couldn't go up another level, Billy Zane is shooting at them <laughs> while they're running through a sinking ship. Like, okay, James, we're gonna Why? kick this up one more time. Why does that valet have a gun? <laughs> Uh, a very non-1912 gun, by the way. That thing, that's just not for No, I, I asked a friend, it's possible that a 1911 he would have had in 1912. It's only called the 1911 because that's when the U.S. Army adopted it. So it's mm-hmm. possible it's historically accurate. Okay. Kalina, real quick, and we'll get to the, to the... This is the good part, the sinking of the ship and everything else. How accurate is the portrayal of, like, because you know all that, like, how accurate is the portrayal of it, like, breaking in half? Because obviously it did, but, like, you know, it going up and then coming down and breaking in half and all these people. What did Dex say? Plink, plinkoing off the... Uh, <laughs> plinkoing. plinkoed down the fucking ship into the ocean. It was amazing. It's really accurate, even down to the guy who hits the propeller fan and spins out, uh, which is hilarious. 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 The funniest that, part of this movie off like actual counts from um from the ship no he worked so they built like a, a miniature model of the ship with all the details um they did kind of some of the some of the kind of exterior shots they did using the model and then for the part of the ship that sinks in half they built a two scale model of that half of the titanic and put it in this like 100 gallon tank that they filmed in and he went as far as like he was able to get the original carpeting and wallpaper from the white star line and got like original chinaware and things like that so he even he even got like the exact shade of gold that was you know like painted on things so not only aesthetically is it really accurate but that part of the movie is why he had like titanic experts he had like you know, people who worked in, in physics and shit like that being like, okay, this is how it would have happened. And of course, there's going to be creative liberties and there's going to be moments that are dramatized. Um, like how they did my boy Fabrizio. <laughs> they did my boy Fabrizio Smashed. dirty. He was, that kid did not deserve that ending. He had such a, just a minimal part and he's in there trying to be a hero, cutting things off. And then all of a sudden we're just going to drop a smokestack on him. What the hell, James? 
Also, what a shitty thing to do to Fruparizio at the very beginning for in terms of foreshadowing to be like, you're never going to see your mom again for a while. No, you'll never see her again. Dude, honestly, <laughs> I feel bad for, for Danny, the actor um, who plays Fabrizio. This is like a, a totally weird sidebar, but my professor from last semester wrote um, a movie about like New York Italian guidos and he turned it into a TV show that starred Danny and Jason Bateman as like the two main characters but it didn't go super well and it got cancelled after eight episodes and so I feel like Danny was just never really given his proper chance in Hollywood and I feel, I don't know, I feel like he's worth more and Fabrizio was like a, a really bad version of stereotyping an Italian person and I think he was better than that. Dude, it's very, such He was very much hey yes. America Statue yeah. of Liberty. It's like Kalina, Kalina, are, are you Italian too? Very I feel much. like okay, yeah, yeah, yeah I thought I so. Yeah, no. So like cultural so you understand like the cultural Italian like where it's like I feel as if I want to feel bad because my dad complains about how Italian people are treated in film all the time. Like, this is a thing he constantly brings up where he was like, he's like, even Mario and Luigi, he's like, Mario's not a fucking Italian name. He's like, Mario's not a fucking Italian name. And like, now it's been part of the cultural zeitgeist because of Mario and Luigi. But, but because, but because of how much Italian people complain about Italian stereotypes in media, I just don't care anymore. As an Italian American, I don't give a fuck. Like, I really, I just don't care. We complain too much about our present, like, whatever. We have a lot of privilege as Italian people. Um, okay, I just real, don't care. real quick, they get, to the, they get to the back of the ship. Um, they're holding on for their life, and Rose has the audacity to be like, Jack, this is where we first met. Shut up! <laughs> Which, okay, but also I love that scene where she looks about? where she looks to both sides of her, too, and it's like two really sad, scared girls, and then she's just like, I fucked a guy. <laughs> like, we made out right here. And I'm like, why is that me at the club? <laughs> like, two sad, scared girls, but I'm like, I made out with someone right here. <laughs> somebody save your life this guy saved my life a lot this guy this guy fucked me in the back of a car can you say that probably um i'm gonna die having been able to say that (laughs) okay uh, the the james cameron was really feeling himself when that guy hit the propeller and spun 15 times yeah i mean he spun like a top it was nuts the sound was amazing (laughs) (laughs) the um Okay, and then, real quick, the ship is going to suck us down. No, it won't. No, yeah. No, it will not. It did <laughs> not. It won't do that. Um, and then the 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 ending of the movie, they just the they wrap it up with Billy Zane by being like, "Heard he offed himself. Fuck that guy." It's <laughs> just like they were just they could not give a shit. Forget he gets spit in on the face first. Right. Yeah. Oh, that's right. We're gl- patrolling of jelly to the eye. They did 22 takes of him getting spit in the face. Nah, get the hell out of here, bro. <laughs> nah, we good. <laughs> it's like, it's literally, they mixed up the spit in a bowl and Kate had to pre-swish it around in her mouth. And so it was literally like a full wad of spit 22 times. And they would have to come back and redo his fucking mascara or whatever the fuck. 
after, after take three, I would have been like, nah, bitch, you got that shit. You're done. James, yeah. get the fuck out of I, my face. Wasn't, it wasn't Kate. James was not happy with the consistency of the spit on his face the way it looked on camera. That's Jesus. what that's what I'm talking about. I would have told Jane to kiss my ass. Like we're done. You got after about shit. yeah after about ten it, it has to be like James you're being the asshole. But um, I I did make a really like bad joke when that scene again I was on a first date. But when it happened and like the spit thing and like <laughs> she spits in his face I literally without pause just went same. Like <laughs> spit in my face like. <laughs> Jesus and Christ. I, I have no regrets over that. That guy's just gonna be like, okay, uh, all right. <laughs> so he's like, where are you going to be a whore? To yeah. be a whore. Like, I find my movement in space too. <laughs> the um, okay, so two things. Wait, wait, I go ahead. Cross over this. Can we talk about how Billy Zane straight up steals a kid to get on the? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, there's a couple things here because they, the guy that I, I think the guy that runs White Star Liners or whatever, he just hops on the ship and the guy looks at him and just stares a hole into the side of his head. Fuck that! I'm saving myself. I'll be a coward all day. I don't care. <laughs> like. If I'm not mistaken, I think he actually did that, too. I think that's based on true events. Like, I'll, I'll be a coward. That's fine. You can look at me all you want. That's fine. Yeah, I, I, yeah I'm out. <laughs> Whatever. And then Billy Zane's like, I I have a child. She's my wife. <laughs> I have a child. I'm all she has. Barely objects. The child's like, okay, dad. <laughs> <'Cause>, <laughs> because that kid's like, parents left her. Like, so I'm like... So I'm like, you know, one hundred percent. The second he was like, the boat's getting swamped. He tossed that child in the ocean. He didn't but, care once he got on the boat. But he didn't. Like they, had, he literally like passes it to saw. Like honestly, he might be a humanitarian. Like oh, <laughs> doing a one eighty on this on this abuser. I have not done a one eighty. I've remained consistent through the beginning. Goes on to work for Unisa following the events of Titanic. He becomes fucking. Jesus. <laughs> he joins what's it fucking called the Peace Corps. <laughs> uh, I just kept thinking of that vine that's like, you're not my dad. <laughs> you always want to say something. Um, okay, so one, that diamond would have been lost. She was swept off her feet in that coat multiple times by rushing water. She was like, she mm -hmm. nearly drowned two or three times. But it's in the coat. That must have been a secure ass coat. Diamonds are heavy. Yeah, I guess. And then, um, okay, of course we know that everybody knows the door scene. But I put this on Twitter. Everybody gets pissed off at the door scene, but it's not as frustrating as her throwing it off the back of the fucking boat to end the movie and just going like, "Oops!" Like she just does like, Oops. "What?" gonna do with it she's about to die her granddaughter's an ungrateful bitch who like caitlin said doesn't even believe that any of this actually happened to her and you give your family the diamond no that's what that's my point her granddaughter is her family her granddaughter doesn't care about her and at the end of the movie is way more so on the side of fucking bill paxton she's not gonna give it to bill who's gonna tarnish it and it's a bitter it's kind of like um a trigger for her you know like the diamond represents cal and and the badness of him in comparison to the goodness of jack and like she says she doesn't have anything of jack she doesn't even have a picture of him he exists now only in her memories 
and all she has is that fucking diamond which is like a literal reflection of all the shit she went through good on her for throwing that rose no, off no, no that shit is stupid I'm there I'm there I'm with her I'm with her I'm there with that one nah 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 that shit, is a billion, that shit is a billion dollars I don't care what you do with it just get money for it don't throw it into the it would have been a billion no no, thank you. You could set no. up your family for generations, or I guess you could like have some metaphor about your freedom or something. Get that out of here. I legit don't think that they would have gotten a penny out of that. It's changed so many hands. I don't. I think they would have been forced to donate it. I don't think they would have gotten a dime had they given it. It would have been better than just throwing it in the ocean. Whatever they would have had to do with it. You can find somebody on the black market. It's a big ass diamond. Like, how are they not going to get money for it? Um, just, because it's stolen. Like somebody. Nobody's. We're giving a whole back. No one's ever stole stolen diamonds before. All right. Totally yeah, to ahead. a fence. What fence is going to buy the ocean? Um, throwing diamonds. I myself kind of have to jump overboard. <laughs> you know, oh yeah. Kalina, thank you so much. You were a bright shining light on this on this really pessimistic podcast uh, because you actually knew stuff about movies and a movie that you liked. Thank you so much for coming on. We appreciate you. I would I would love to um, you know come back some other time where I like have time to to be with you guys and there's not like sirens and things um, going off in the background. But have fun talking about how Leo's best performance is a tie between what's eating Gilbert Grape and the Wolf of Wall Street. Okay, bye. Oh. <laughs> Thank you very much. What a note. What a note to leave on. All right, guys. Dope outro. That was a good outro. All right. So on that note, um, real quick, do we have any more notes? uh, Anything else to – she's not here anymore, guys. We can shit on this movie. No. um, Can I give a theory? I have an – yeah. Go ahead, Jake. You go first. I just had an unintentionally comedy moment when Jack and Billy Zane – force rose to get onto the boat and they're like we're gonna hop the next boat it's fine and then she gets lowered and billy zane's like no there's no boat for you haha <laughs> you dumbass and then it cuts to another shot of kate and she's still eye level with him that whole conversation happened in front of her face <laughs> and it's like acts like she didn't hear it uh, oops um, what go ahead dex so like I said, I don't believe a word that Rose said in her story. I think that she made all that shit up because she would have had to. Because, like, how can you see any of the things that aren't happening with you, like, right there? And how would they have told you? Because one died and you never talked to the other one again. Uh, so she made all that shit up. So my theory is that Rose was on the Titanic turning tricks. And that's why there's naked pictures of her. Turning tricks. She stole <laughs> that diamond from somebody on the ship. Oh. And in her old age, is just making up bullshit to entertain herself and these random people. None of this shit happened. Rose is a liar, and she sucks. <laughs> you, you, you will get pregnant and die. <laughs> um, if you uh, take a single nude, she took a nude and got pregnant. Yeah. Those 1912 nudes just be hitting different, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, that's like that's the whole story of um Dorian Gray, right? Like that he had a picture taken of him and then he got pregnant. That's uh, Dorian Gray, yeah. right? Yeah, that's yeah, exactly that liter- literature. Um, I thought so. <laughs> couple couple more notes that I had. Of, of, she does improv. 
about this uh, does comedy. A couple no, no one found that funny, but that's what comedy is. It's swinging and missing. Let yeah. me tell you about all of <laughs> comedy. Just big old whiffs, everything. Yep. <laughs> you can't be a good comedian if you don't just shit the bed. No, the mm-hmm. um, literally. Uh, Caitlin, I knew you were gonna have a um, something to say about this, and I mm-hmm. wanted to Kalina's point because then it would be probably two against two. But um, the yeah, Jake, go ahead and make that draft order. Um, I already did. Okay, women and children first. Yeah. How do we feel about this in a feminist society now? So here's the thing, and this is something I will live and die by. Um, the patriarchy sucks, right? Like we all agree, patriarchy it's bullshit, and it basically normally does not benefit women. The patriarchy doesn't normally benefit anyone, but specifically normally does not benefit women. Uh, I will sometimes take what I can get. Um, (laughs) And if that means that for once the patriarchy is on my side and I get to outlive these motherfuckers, then hell yeah. Like, I'm not going to talk shit about a system. I'm not going to talk shit about a system that normally well no i will talk shit about the system normally however if we're going to continue to use this system which we do we still exist in the patriarchy women are still not benefited on average i would also like to be considered to survive first even if it means that i'm infantilized and put on the same level as a child i would still like to be benefited first in the one way i can which is I bet that shit shit doesn't roll in 2020 cruise lines. I bet it's like big. I bet it's big fat people are like, whatever, get me on here. I don't give it. Like, it's 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 people. They don't. Nobody gives a shit on 2020 cruise lines, man. People are just trying to get on there. I certainly wouldn't, bitch. If we all going down, I'm not like just sitting here. (laughs) So Dex is a stiff arming people. He's a Ladanian Tomlinson people. Get the fuck out of here. Um, I don't know. The uh, an- another thing, <laughs> always a, I, in those scenes where they're like where they're like chest deep in water and wading through the water. Maybe I'm the idiot, but I always expect a shark. Yeah, <laughs> it looks like deep blue sea. Like it looks <gasps> like. I have a question with the floating bodies. This is just genuinely. I don't know if this would actually. I'm sure it is, but you know how it's like in the freezing cold and Rose, is, she's swimming to the lifeboat that's like coming to get her, and you see the bodies that are like bobbing in the frozen. Like they're like not falling, but they're clearly dead people. Mm-hmm. Like, would that actually happen because of the cold? Like, would you actually remain upright even if the you're dead? Jackets. Oh, yeah, it's the it life jackets. Life okay, jackets. got it. Okay, I'm just an idiot then. I just didn't con- I was like, is that a density thing? Like, is there some weird... That's Because that made me very uncomfortable. Like, all the bodies, like, bobbing up, but are mm-hmm. clearly dead. I was like, that's, like, Well, and then the James Cameron... I, I get it, but James Cameron goes out of his way as, like, oh, dead mother and her child. Yeah. And it's just, like, dead frozen baby. And you're just like, oh, cool. Thanks um, for that. Great. Um, the Titanic G-Clo- was sad. Yeah, we we get it. Uh, if all those people bouncing off of, <laughs> bouncing off the uh, railing didn't do anything for you, by the way. Yeah. The you're so stupid, Rose, is the funniest fucking line. Um, you're so stupid, Rose. <laughs> you're so stupid. Making out. You're so stupid, Rose. You're so stupid. Um. Yeah, and that's pretty much. 
that's pretty much all I, uh, <laughs> it, it is sort of, sometimes I take a long time where it's just like, she hits the, uh, she closes her eyes and hits the, um, hits the handcuffs. But then it was like, there's this big, long apology. Like I loved you forever. And da, 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 and, da, 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 and then just, but all this water is coming in to the, <laughs> to the hallways. It was like, go, go somewhere else. Yeah. <laughs> get out the script in this is not good i don't care what anybody says the filmmaking is really good the script is not the script is not good and i think that's part of the reason that's what i was trying to say i feel like that's my a minus is like everything about this movie is great except for the writing the writing is just fucking horrible the acting is actually really good i think it's just they're not given material that can stand really i think like i don't think the material itself stands the test of time but I think, like, the artistry does. Like, I don't know. It's a well-filmed movie. It's a well-constructed movie. It's just badly written. Yeah, there's, like, some shots in here, though, that are incredible. Like, when, yeah, they, they, pan out, when they pan out and it's and it's just, like, black glass water and mm-hmm. the ship is, like, halfway down and then they shoot the flare and you just see nothing. Well, That's and it's also like, the floating, yeah. drowning woman. Like, that scene where it's, like, you basically have this, like, very acrobatic woman, like, floating in water kind of like contort like i forget where that is but it's right after the sinking obviously like that scene is also like really beautifully done like there's a lot of stuff cameron does that's smart i just Mm -hmm. don't you just can't write a script yeah yeah you saw it for avatar that movie was boring um all right so on that note talking about leo roles uh you can even do i will say this you can even do couple tv roles if we feel so inclined but we wanted to do i was hoping that kalina would be a part of this because then it would make it even more interesting with five people but i still think it's going to be pretty interesting um with four people doing four each because uh leo notoriously does like one movie a year so especially now so we're gonna do best leo roles not movies roles what is the draft order jake is me, Royden, Dex, Caitlin. Thank oh, yeah. you, Random.org, for your sponsorship. Speaking, uh, uh, speaking of women first, right? I'm last. I know. That's what I'm saying. Oh, well, fuck this. Call me a woman. That uh, that's not that's not no. a funny joke, right? No, it wasn't. Why wasn't is calling, calling you? A, why is calling a woman, someone, a man, a woman, a joke to you, right? Wasn't like, calling you a woman. I was calling <laughs> because you were going last. Whatever. I we're not doing this. <laughs> no, we're doing this. I'm not getting Let's canceled for this. Let's cancel. Hashtag cancel, Royden. If I'm gonna get canceled, <laughs> it's gonna be for something that was can worth we it. can we add an end cancel like an end hashtag that's hashtag cancel royden no. Royden is over party <laughs> yes <laughs> if i'm gonna get canceled it's because i <laughs> i meant it no the um <laughs> it was for something because i meant it. it's gonna be about some bigotry i feel passionate about for sure honestly though yeah <laughs> if i get canceled I, <laughs> if i get canceled it's not gonna be because it was an accident um so you heard it here first guys yeah just so you know um all right so jake go ahead i'm torn uh i really want to there's one pick that i'm like this is absolutely number one but there's another pick that like goes with my heart Mm -hmm. 
You know what? Screw it. I'm gonna go with my heart. I'm taking Catch Me With You Can. No! Me with you can. No! Wow. That was my first choice. No! Wow. I love that. That, that, that is a second round pick, but that's I, that is I a movie know, that if it is on, I will watch every second of. It's and first then, round in my heart. The Queen will such... watch Titanic over and over again. I'll watch Catch Me If You Can over and over. I would movie. also watch. It's that's so, so good. It's, it's so, so good. It's, it's real good. good. That Damn is it. Also cast perfectly. A that was also my the first, first round, pick. folks. Ah, that was my first pick. How did that get taken so fast? Uh, Killed it at the combine. Rigged the drill just for that. I guess from you. So now, that part of that film is in no way, shape, or form would I ever believe that um, what's his face will be Leonardo DiCaprio's dad. Yeah, I Christopher Walken. Christopher Walken. Christopher Walken. In, in no world do they ever look the same. But otherwise, I'll, that's my first round pick. Uh, it is Royden. Tom, Tom Hanks doing, doing the worst Boston, Boston accent, accent we've ever heard. But... <laughs> knock, knock. Go fuck yourself. Go, Go fuck yourself. yourself. Um, all right. So I'm kind of torn between some couple a couple of roles, but I think I got to go with it. And everybody, shit on me if you want. Jo- Jordan Belfort, The Wolf of Wall Street. No, that's right. That seems right. It's it. it Yeah, but his performance is really strong. He's like, incredible in that movie and around that movie. Everything about him just oozes confidence and comedy. It's mm-hmm. the funniest role he's ever done. It, it, it's just it's, it's incredible. I, I love his performance in that. And it's just like, call him Funk you Bonds. <laughs> I'm gonna go I'm gonna go I'm gonna go have some caviar while she no, I'm gonna go have some lobster while she licks caviar off my balls. Like that's some of the some of the funniest fucking just confidence in in acting. But it's so But it's such it's like for such the wrong I will, reasons. I will say I also feel like Leo can do it because I think he has a little bit of Jordan Belfort in him. Yep. When I found out that Leonardo DiCaprio only fucks with headphones on playing his own music I I was like, okay, this adds up why you could play Jordan Belfort. Like, I get it. You yeah. you just kind of are him. It's fine. Why? I just want to know why you do that for the first time. Like, why do you discover that's your thing? I'm sure you just like so I'm. Many women. Yeah, you get to fuck everyone that you're like. I gotta multitask. I gotta listen to my motivational podcast. So like, I'm gonna listen <laughs> to that while I'm fucking this bit. <laughs> one take pod as listened to by a fucking leo dicaprio he said he's to joe rogan thinking he's getting woke while he's doing it yeah no he's listening no. to some podcasts about glo- he's listening to greta stunberg global warming <laughs> podcast yeah no, he, he's listening to like uh tony robbins or something yeah you are the or or just one of those things that you are confident you are the man Every day when you wake up, envision what you want to be. And he's just like giving it to someone. He's like, help! Yeah! Ho! 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 It's that clip from the beginning of Booksmart. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of Tony Robbins, can one day we take down Shallow Hal? That is a movie I think I, about daily. I also think it. about, I also do think about Shallow Hal. I love Shallow Hal. I hate and somehow like Shallow Hal. And I don't know why I kind of like it. Because it's there's not a good movie. It's problematic as hell, but somehow Jack Black makes it okay. <laughs> and oh, it's yeah! also just like, 
I just, it's something about being a formerly morbidly obese child that I'm just kind of like, I think I watched it when I was super fat too. So I think I was just all like, yeah, I'd love a man to see me as being fucking skinny. And no, no, like that you're was thinking before of, uh, I realized what was happening. Wait, are we talking about Shallow How or are we talking about Saving Silverman? Shallow How? Oh, shit. Like, okay, I got save, Saving Silverman and Shallow. Both are very problematic. Mm-hmm. Saving Silverman, Ben Affleck is in love with a lesbian? Yeah. No, no. Wait. Saving Silverman is the one with Jack Black uh, and Steve Zahn. They try to break up uh, American Pie dude from his from his from his girlfriend or something from his oh, wife. Oh right. They Emery is in it. Yeah, and like they kidnap they kidnap his wife. wife and everything. That's why I said comedy a hop. But like anyway, saving silver. Chasing Amy also problematic. <laughs> all right, Dex. Yeah, following all that up, <laughs> I'm just gonna go with Django Unchained. Yeah, that's good. It yeah. was really good. A little too comfortable for my taste, but you know it's fine. He was he was like real good at that, <laughs> like scary good. <laughs> yeah, like a little a little too good at that. <laughs> DL, DL Hughley always had a had a bit where he was just like, I watched I watched uh, where he said he, he watched Lincoln and Django Unchained all in one day. He yeah. said it was, it was like it was like a little bit too much for me. <laughs> and he said yeah, and lot. he said. And he said, like, he said, like, Leo's just too good at saying that word. Like, a little too good. Anyway. Caitlin, Adam go Driver ahead. also has uh, this problem. Yep. Hell yeah, I get to. Um, so I'm going to go with my first pick being kind of stupid, but it's because I like this movie. Um, but I also think his performance is really good in it. Um, as a person who suffers with obsessive compulsive disorder, I think his mm. performance in The Aviator as Howard Hughes is really fucking good. Yeah. Um, it, what? <laughs> the way of the future. <laughs> but like, like kisses the, and bottle and milk jugs and lets like, nails grow out. Yeah, and also, fun fact: Howard Hughes is a Rice University alumni. Yeah, I was gonna um, say Houston's Houston. own Howard Hughes. Yeah, so I I don't know. So we always talk about Howard Hughes going to Rice and shit, and like. I don't know. He's always been a figure that I was interested in. And then, like, the aviator, I think he really sells that character really well. Um, my second one is in honor of my father. Um, I have two that would be in honor of my father, but this one is very specifically. And it really should be a fourth-round pick, but I'm still going to do it. Which is, uh, <laughs> like, it should be last, but I'm going to do it because I love my dad. But it's the man in the iron mask. <laughs> Oh, no. What a reach! What a reach! Such a reach! But it's because so much on the board. It's because he plays two separate people. <laughs> he plays King Louis, so and he plays King Louis's banished brother, Philippe. <laughs> it is this. It is the no sequel one was gonna to... take that. No, I know, I know, no one was. <laughs> I watched, I watched, I watched that movie a lot with my dad. Like, and so that's why I'm like, it has a sentimental place for me. Uh, both of those do, but I feel like that's how I feel with Leo DiCaprio in general. Is that like I don't actually like him that much as an actor, but there's a lot of stuff he's in that I have a lot of like sentimental attachment to. 
So I don't know. Like what the early reach. days specifically. But anyway, what that's a it. Reach. I that's know like what taking, it. That's like taking the beach mm -hmm. in the second round. That's the equivalent. Yeah, I'm a fucking idiot. I understand, Raiden. <laughs> Thank what you. A what a reach. And I keep saying it. Thank you. Thank you, Jake. Nah, nah. He <laughs> plays two people. Also, my dad, like, literally, it's a sequel to The Three Musketeers. You know who else plays two people and mm -hmm. more? Eddie Murphy. That doesn't make those movies great. Coming to America is great, though. Yeah, Coming. no, that is proof that it's good. Coming. When a person plays two people, that means it's he a good He also did Norbit, so are we saying, like... <laughs> But Lindsay Lohan gave the greatest dual performance. That's what I'm saying. A dual performance is always a good performance. Eh. <laughs> Jack, and, Jack and Jill is a movie that exists. <laughs> True. Anyway. Anyway. Anyway, anyway, I'm done. All right. Dex? I'm going to go with the double Tarantino and take Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Damn it! Rick Dalton. What a guy. That scene where he's where he's hitting himself in the movie trailer. I got eight goddamn whiskey sours. It's just, <laughs> it's, it's fucking great. The scene where he's watching himself with Brad Pitt also amazing. Like I that meme know. is that meme is incredible. That just felt like I just want that to be like real life. I want actors to actually watch themselves on TV like that. Like that. That he he probably plays. When he's fucking women, he probably plays his Netflix like phone, like on his phone in like the other room, and he's just listening to his own voice. Like that's what he's doing. I mean, I would if I were him. He's playing Catch Me If You Can. He's like, but you can't catch me, bitch. Too fast. The uh, <laughs> the um. Okay. I'm so not. For... I'm not hitting a lot today. It's fine. I I'm not Billy Zane. I don't make contact very often. <laughs> Christ. <laughs> Abuse. <laughs> Domestic violence. Sorry. <laughs> LOL. Um, okay, so this isn't necessarily a pick I want to go with, but I know if I don't take it, it's going to get picked. Um, Billy Costigan, The Departed. Okay. Solid. Yeah. The way the way that movie ends is still shocking. Every time. Um, okay, go ahead, Jake. Yeah. Hold on. Uh, I I low key cannot believe I I get this in the second. This was really my first rounder, but I'm so happy I get it. I'm taking Gangs in New York. That's no. good. What? No. That's that was good. a great no. movie. I think it's I think it's a good movie. I don't think his I think he is acted circles around by Dan, Daniel Day Lewis. Aren't we? All? Oh no, he can't compete. But like, find me a movie where somebody is competing with Daniel Day Lewis. I mean, true, but it's like normally you don't have to. It's like they ask him to be a, the supporting, and he's just he's not as him doing that terrible Scottish accent is not great, <laughs> or Irish accent, whatever it is. Um. No, I think it's I think it's great. Hell, John uh, okay. C. Wiley's in there and doing okay. That's true. Um, Liam Neeson. Yeah, 
Uh, for my third round, I'm taking what, what started it all when he became a heartthrob. I'm taking Romeo and Juliet. That's a good one. I still have never seen that movie all the way through. I don't think you I need to. Either. I think we started the, in school or something and never got all the way through it. The only good scene in it, in it is I don't know who plays Mercutio. Like, I don't think they're like a very famous actor. I could be wrong. It could be someone like that's like super famous. But the Mercutio Lady Mabe um, monologue in that is actually really good. It's really well performed. It's one of my favorite versions of that monologue. Has nothing to do with Leonardo Harold DiCaprio. Paranu? Harold Paranu? Yeah, he does a really... Also I don't know who he is, but he does a really good job. He does a really good job. Leo's fine in it. He did, like, the praying hands <laughs> line and it was fine. John Leguizamo is fantastic in that, secretly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, my third pick, this movie isn't his best movie, but the performances in this movie, it's kind of when I came around, I guess, again on, on, on Leo, cause he did the departed and then this back to back Danny Archer and blood diamond. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. he does oh, a okay. South Af- South African or no, as uh, Rhodesian accent for all of the movie. And he's like actually in shape, which is crazy. So that's uh, Leo. Some underrated about Leo King Dad bod for being a sex symbol. Yeah, it's, inc- oh, it's incredible. Present day Leo is it is concerning. King Dad bod, King shit. That's all I gotta say about. That. <laughs> right, Dex, go ahead. Um, give me a second. Babe DiCaprio. Okay. Yeah. Dom Cobb. You can take Ty Cobb. Top Cobb. Um, it's just literally Cobb on on IMDb, but if you go to the Rotten Tomatoes, it says that it says Dom Cobb Cobb. To- like there's just a typo. So I don't know. Dom Maybe Cobb his Cobb. middle name is Cobb. <laughs> <laughs> Double Cobb. Double Cobb. Double corn on the cup. Uh, Caitlin, go ahead. Hell yeah, I got the two I wanted. No one took mine. Okay, cool. Um, that's shocking considering how little we. Have. But, okay, my last two are uh, Arnie Grape and What's Eating Gilbert Grape. Right. Uh, great yeah, he's he's great in that. Johnny Depp's great in that. It's a great film. Um, makes me sad. Nominated for an Oscar for that. Yeah, which I think is deserved. Because I think um, playing a person with, like, a mental disability, I think, can be just so hit or miss and so offensive so easily especially as a person who doesn't have a mental disability and i think for as young of an actor as he was when he did it he did a pretty good job um so it's pretty i don't know it's a pretty impressive one for me and then my last one is shutter island Mm. which is mostly because i really like the book but also i do think he actually does a really fucking good job in shutter island i think it's really hard to do the I feel like Shutter Island was a movie that never should have been because the twist doesn't work as well as a film. Mm-hmm. But I still think he sold to me the suspense and the total like confusion and the um, feeling very disoriented really well. So I don't know. Good job. We've had this argument. We've had this like argument before. And I don't want to do it again, but that movie people think that movie is better than it is. It people <laughs> do. The book is yeah. fucking fantastic. And the book is like the twist, which it's like, I know everyone talks about the Shutter Island twist. I'm sure everyone knows what it is at this point, but I still won't say it because it is a really fucking good twist and it's well done in the book. 
But I think it is one of those things. It's like The Great Gatsby. The Great Gatsby should never be a movie. It's not a book that translates well into film because it's not about, I don't know, like it doesn't have an aesthetic quality to it. Whereas like, I think it's the same thing with Shutter Island. I think there's some things that need to be read. I think you can't really present Mm -hmm. them on screen very well. I don't know. Speaking no, of the great Gatsby, Dex is next. No, we're gonna. What? I was done. We're done. Dex, what's your Dex next? is gonna take Gatsby. I feel it. I feel it myself. I definitely am taking Gatsby. Are you really yeah, taking anyway. Gatsby? Yeah. What else? Am I it's not a good take? movie. I'm taking the Great Gatsby. I don't care. I liked it. Yeah. There is one on left on the table right now that it, it's screaming obvious I, and I'm, I'm fascinated I, to see if Royden's gonna take it. I know that someone's gonna take one of them, but I intentionally didn't take it. I don't want it. No, I don't want it either, but there, there is one that is on the table that it's like I'm surprised it hasn't gone yet, but also I don't want it. Because are we supposed to be morally obligated to take it? The... Okay, so... What I have to say about the real quick, uh, the the what do you call it movie? The Great Gatsby, not great. Um, <laughs> the Great Gatsby was not great. Wasn't great. The aggressively the, okay Gatsby. The, uh, <laughs> great the, soundtrack, Gatsby. I was gonna say the great the soundtrack was in fire. Boslerman still bangs. Boslerman is just an aesthetic director. He's a boring director. He only cares about aesthetic. Mm-hmm. And because of that, he produces great soundtracks and beautiful visuals, but Bob Lerman is otherwise uninteresting. And Moulin Rouge is fine, and it's the only thing that he's ever produced that I think is fine. Like, thank you. Thank yeah. you. I think Moulin Rouge is one of the most overhyped movies of all time. Yeah. Man. I agree. I like that one, too. I yeah. liked it, too. I knew. Um, the great, the Great Gatsby is a Tumblr movie if I've ever seen it. But, it is. Uh, they all are. Bob Lerman filters his movies. Yeah. Like that's literally what he does. Okay, so I'm I'm torn here. Um, so for my fourth and final pick, uh, man, I'm gonna go with uh, Jim Carroll, the basketball. Do- no, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> I was, I really wanted someone to take it. No, uh, I think since we're doing, I think since we're doing this, I gotta go with Jack Dawson from the Titanic. It's the movie that, it's the movie yeah. that made him who he is yeah mm-hmm. if you don't like Somebody it or not it, it is apex mountain it is the apex mountain it is his it like like I, I i like the revenant people don't like the revenant in retrospect i liked his performance in it uh i also could have i mean you know whatever but jake go ahead i mean i i have to take the revenant it's the only thing really left on the table I mean, you can take Revolutionary Road. You can take. Yeah, why is no one taking Revolutionary Road? Yeah, I'm not taking What's Revolutionary so? Road. J. Edgar Wright is take... just a tanking shit show. You can take um, Josh from Critters Three. You could also take yeah. him in the TV show Growing Pains. Yeah, Luke Brower. That's true. His intro, his yeah. intro to the world. Yeah, you could take uh, that one. No. I'll take the Oscar. I will take his Oscar. I, I think it was not a deserved Oscar. It was a pity Oscar. That is not the role he should have won it for, but I'll take the Revenant. I agree. Who should have won the Oscar that year, if not Leo? Um, who was that year? Who was up? Well, I mean, McConaughey won it for, I think, deservedly so for Dallas Buyers Club. I think I thought that movie That's was That's completely valid. I His performance yeah. in that's so but, good. 
but that year when they won, that movie looks great. There's not a whole lot going on in it, um, and it's long as shit. But the nominees that year were um, Leonardo for The Revenant, Eddie Redmayne for The Danish Girl, Michael Fast, uh, Michael Fassbender for Steve Jobs. Fassbender. I also Jobs could, I also think the Danish Matt Damon Martian and Brian Cranston for Trumbo. I could have totally given it to Redmayne for Danish Girl. Danish Girl's hard. That's a really yeah. intense mm-hmm. fucking film. And that's a I've hard portrayal. I well, think the Steve the first Jobs trans woman. is fucking incredible. Yeah. Well, I'm just... Eddie Redmayne as a, playing a trans woman is actually... Yeah. Like, apparently the trans community also is, like, always... Lo- like, really loves his performance. Like, as a person that is a cisgendered man, apparently his performance has been, like, really well-received. Um, as being like very genuine and like accurate, so I'm like that's always kind of cool. I don't know. Everything that y'all are saying just sounds like reasons for Leo to get the catch-all vote. Like, I don't like, know. A lot of different factions like have different reasons. I for voting well, I could I could like, deal with okay, Fastbender. <laughs> I could deal with Fastbender. I think Leo the Revenant is just fucking boring, and I don't find his portrayal a saving performance like i mean I that guy know. was gonna kill himself if he did not get it on yeah i mean that's honest. but he deserved it way before then like that's the mm-hmm. issue yeah. yeah um it's a pity oscar it's like pity sex it's like eh. does it count no yeah it no, does that shit, it counts. Counts. <laughs> that shit doesn't count it goes on his body count it's on his record yeah whatever. they gave him the trophy this shit counts i, don't I mean <laughs> Like the Astros shit still counts. I don't care. Yeah, still got I the mean, ring. Uh, Leo famously not up for Titanic, but that was also the year that Matt Damon lost to Jack Nicholson as good as it gets, where Damon put up Goodwill Hunting. Mm. Yeah, what the fuck Rigged. there, though? <laughs> Rigged. Um, no, he shouldn't have been nominated for a Titanic. The script wasn't good enough to get him nominated. Like, it, it, they. There was points where they outshined each other. I don't even think Kate Winslet should have been nominated for that. Yeah, Did she win? No, no, no. Helen oh. Hunt won for As Good As It Gets. That that was the year where As Good As It Gets like, weirdly took stupid things that it shouldn't have taken. Hmm. Yeah, I don't think I don't think he should have been nominated for Titanic. I mean, did I hope he got the I hope he got points for that film or something because there's no way they paid him what he brought into the box office for that movie. No, I think he got the check. The famous story is Cameron forwent his director's cut of like $80 million and put it right back in the film because Fox was like, we're going to stop funding this. And Cameron was like, fine, just give me points on the back end if it's profitable. And Fox oh was like, this is God. not going to be profitable. No, yeah. like there's a story where like Cameron went to Rupert Murdoch after it was uh, done cutting and Cameron joking was like you're gonna have a great movie and Murdoch's like as much money as I gave you this best be the, this better be the best damn like picture ever and they well, gave him points on the back end and apparently he walked away with like a hundred million Jesus but it's like Christ I don't know my thing is just like circling back I'm just like with the revenue I'm just a little bit like when I like I don't know I just like look back on all of his other I know this is not a controversial opinion but I'm like I even look at like Wolf of Wall Street which I fucking hate but like that would have been that would have been a deserved win like I would have yeah but he went up against McConaughey twice once in his own movie yeah Yeah, Um, I know I don't know The, the, the really the biggest issue I have with Revenant is that's a Tom Hardy movie. It's not a Leo movie. That's a Tom it Hardy is, movie. It is a Tom Hardy movie. 
even Domhnall Gleeson like controls the narrative a lot. Well, I would have also been mumbling his way through another role. I'm. (laughs) (laughs) I'm always surprised also that it's like the Aviator didn't win because it was nominate. He was nominated for it in the for the Academy Awards. I'm always surprised that one didn't win for him. I don't know. Real quick, and then we'll wrap up. Just a, a quick fact from uh, from uh, dad of the podcast, Ben Ogletree Three. Um, my dad, shout out. Um, I know you're listening. No, you're not. But the um, he 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 tweeted at me and just said a construct for Celine Dion to have a number one hit and a signature song. My heart. Well, this is one thing we didn't even talk about with this movie. My heart will go on. Oh, yeah. ironic banger of '97. Incredible. It's so good. It's such a good I, song. And apparently she didn't want to do it. He said, ironically, James Cameron didn't want the song, and Dion mm-hmm. didn't want to sing it. Composer James Horner and Dion's manager slash husband, Renee <laughs> Angeli Leal, prevailed. She did it in one take. I what? said, so Yeah, and she goes, and he goes, so everyone messed up? She did it in one take. So basically, um... Yeah, it was a hit. I always wait. So it was her weird pedophile husband that pushed for it. Then? I, I don't know. I don't know that whole thing. Um, oh yeah, Celine Dion's husband like has known her since. Well, knew her. He's dead now, but he knew her since she was like six years old, and married yeah. her when she and married her when she turned eighteen. Uh, <laughs> he's so he? uh, like in his forties. Uh, okay. Yeah. Now I feel bad. Um, uh, but this won't make you feel only bad because sometime, uh, by the way, uh, Celine Dion finished up a 16-year concert residency at Caesar's Palace last June. Oh. Uh, she made $500,000 a performance. God damn. $570 million. What's that like? Dude, those Vegas residencies, that's just, that's free money. Well, it's like no Don. Well, it's like my parent, my mom loves to see the Osmonds anytime they go to like Las Vegas because they have like a permanent residency there. And I'm like, why are we funding the, the Mormon Church right now through the Osmond family? Like, we need to stop. Yeah, they'll get that. They'll get that money with or without you. I know. <laughs> it's not us. All right. Anything else that we got to say? My heart. Well, we wanted to. I. I we thought about drafting. Uh, songs made directly for the movie, but we've done soundtracks before, so I don't know how that would have worked. But I, I, man, what a banger! Anytime any shot goes up, a buzzer beater or anything on Twitter, that song is accompanied with it. Fire! Mm-hmm. Titanic Sports this is amazing. Um, all right, anything else that we got to say? Piece? Any piece that we have to make? I'm good. Hashtag support Florence Pugh. Hashtag don't do crime. Hashtag Black Lives Matter. Also, also hashtag wash your hands and wear a face mask outside because this shit isn't going away, mm-hmm. by the way. Mm-mm. I've done yeah. a couple stories on it now, and I may do one tomorrow. It is weird. Just it's it's still going on, people. Just because you're bored doesn't yeah. mean that coronavirus still isn't affecting people. <laughs> also, Actually, ha- oh, sorry. No, 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 no. I have another hashtag, but finish your hashtag. I had one, too. Do Damn it. it. Okay. Hashtag Royden Ogletree is over. Party 2020. Oh, okay, it's right. over. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Cancel. Uh, shit. We, I don't want to extend the podcast any more time, but there's one bit of the movie that we forgot to go over. And 
I'll just put it in a hashtag. Hashtag, if you're working on a film set and they're serving clam chowder, don't eat it because oh, yes. it's full of PCP. Hell yeah, some angel Hell dust. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the oh chef. Oh my God, we forgot about that. Real quick, just go. go we're, we're wrapping up, but go. What happened? Okay, so nobody knows who perpetrated it. Um, the theory is, is that maybe it was disgruntled cast that were recently fired by Cameron, or it might have been a guy that got in a fight with the caterer and he tried to get revenge by getting the caterer fired but on the last night of shooting for some god knows reason they serve clam chowder because where the fuck are you going to eat clam chowder on a film set um but somebody spiked the clam chowder with pcp and it was like 80 people got fucking high um (laughs) director of photography zoe deschanel's uh father caleb deschanel apparently was leading a conga line uh, the assistant director was like screaming at uh, James Cameron through a walkie-talkie, even though they were right next to each other. Um, <laughs> some some PA, I think, stabbed James Cameron with a pin or something like that. But yeah, they. That sounds it. like um, justice to me. But <laughs> yeah. he's just and like apparently Bill. I'm not Paxton actually was, like, throwing up for two weeks. Yeah, he's like, I'm like... not actually high. I just want to stab James Cameron. (laughs) (laughs) PCP literally makes it so people will run in front of cars because they literally think that they cannot die. Like, it makes, it is not just a hallucinogen, it also makes you feel, like, as invincible as cocaine. Like, it is a bad time. Those are those those videos that you see when people will, like, they'll, when, like, cops will, like, tase somebody Mm -hmm. and they'll just keep coming at you. Yeah. They zombie. It's like zombies in a video game. They just re, like, they reform. (laughs) Like. Yeah, it's, that, also, the half-life on that, it's, like, 48 hours. Fuck yeah. that. I want to get off this yeah. ride. No, thank you. No, dude. Like, what a, yeah, what Bill Paxton said he, like, felt it for two weeks. No, also, to not sign up for that. Like, you don't know what's yeah. wrong with you. You're just like, why can't I walk? That would, <laughs> cause, that would cause some mental breaks for some people. Yeah. Like, I guess. This roller really, coaster just keeps going is, up. I mean, obviously, microdosing is a thing and i think if you've never done pcp even the smallest amount is going to fuck you up but still to get 80 people to take 80 people with you um that's a shit ton of pcp to like shove into clam chowder yeah where do you get that much pcp and waste it yeah why aren't you like trying to do something better with it i mean this is you could flip that for if if it was a disgruntled employee that got fired you could just flip that pcp and make up your losses yeah, exactly. What? I mean, again, hashtag don't do crime, but if you have PCP, you just sell it. Don't put it in a but if, yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah, felony. All right. Um, so you can find us at the One Take Podcast. You can find us at One Take Pod on Twitter. You can find us at One Take Pod on Instagram now, and hopefully very soon, hopefully you'll be able to find us on YouTube uh, where you can find some of our lost tapes, TM, and the uh, – so – well, I'll let you know. I'll drop a link whenever I get that up and running. And uh, you can find us on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and directly, you can d- directly download on Simplecast, one take podcast.simplecast.com. If you have any questions, email us at one take podcast show at gmail.com. Leave a written review, and we will do your, yes, your movie. Next week, we are doing, though, a new film for you. Defy Bloods, which I'm very excited about. Jake, who are we having on for that? Uh, my good friend Garrett Hardy. Shout out. We're going to have him on. He apparently hated that movie. Um, mm-hmm. 
all reviews point to that it's actually good. So we'll see how this goes. Of course, if you've listened to us long enough, we're probably going to shit on it. But um, A movie with black people in it. I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> A Spike Lee joint, so we're gonna we're gonna watch that, and uh, then after that, I think we may be doing P.S. I Love You. Uh, to have Jania back on to do P.S. I Love You. She wanted to do that that film, so Sounds that good. is kind of our upcoming schedule. I think we're gonna be moving to one a week just because everybody's busy. Uh, Caitlin has has bitches, so she has to go on dates. <laughs> have bitches, and uh, we're all working hard, so. I you hope said, they all hear this, that yeah. I'm bitching. All of, all of the bitches. All, so. all of them. 80 of them. Okay. So, be safe. Wash your hands. We love you. Somewhere in the sea, somewhere waiting me. My lover stands on golden sand.